Do you want your business to grow faster? Are you open to new and out-of-the-box ways to drive revenues and increase value? How do you imagine the most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders double, triple, or expand their businesses tenfold or more? The answer is deals. This is a weekly podcast featuring conversations with business owners, executives, and leaders as we reveal behind-the-scenes details that give you, our listeners, the confidence to pursue your own deal-driven growth. On the show, we discuss a huge variety of deals, everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. My name is Corey Kupfer, and I've been supporting deal-driven growth for businesses for 35 years as a successful entrepreneur, professional negotiator, and attorney. My goal is to help you strategize, plan for, find, and complete deals that will help your company grow faster. Welcome to the DealQuest podcast. Let's get started. Hey, folks, this is a solo cast. Uh, and in this solo cast on DealQuest, I'm going to be talking about the impact of the potential increase in capital gains on deals. And, you know, this has already uh, happened. Even last year, we started feeling this uh, coming into this year. And of course, we don't know whether capital gains rates are actually going to go up. But uh, certainly the uh, current administration, the Biden administration, is proposing an increase in capital gains. Whether or not that will pass Congress, uh, especially on, on, the, on the Senate side, uh, is a question. Um, so we don't know. But we see impacts in the marketplace already. And um, as you are aware, this is a business podcast. I'm not going to be talking about the politics of it. I know this is a passionate political issue, like many things for many people. But I'm, I want to talk about the actual business impact. Uh, in the past, going forward, and then uh, right now and going forward. So um, what are we talking about here? First of all, all right, and I think I've mentioned this in, in a prior podcast um, already, uh, even the possibility, so you know, in November when Biden won, even the possibility at that point that uh, capital gains rates may go up, triggered a lot of deals closing before the end of last year. There was some, you know, concern, uh, or you can call it planning, just in case, uh, that the people who could get deals done last year pushed to get them done last year, just in case rates went up uh, in 2021. Now, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Even back in 2020, most folks thought it was unlikely. But again, if you could get a deal done and not take the chance, if you were especially, you know, if you were a seller, let's say in an M&A deal, um, and uh, the capital gains rates were going to be significantly different uh, if you closed your deal in January versus December. Well, you got your deal closed in December. We were very, well, it was a very busy year in terms of M&A generally in 2020, despite the recession or maybe because or the uh, pandemic, which triggered a recession in some industries. But as I've talked about many times in the past in this K economy, there were industries that were doing really well. And there were a lot of deals going on in, in those industries, financial services and tech, for example, are two sectors that I've mentioned before. So that accelerated. We had a lot of deals going on in November, December. Uh, and then um, actually things have continued into this year because people have realized that um, it now is now looking likely that if there is an increase in capital gains rates, it's likely not going to go into effect. In fact, it's almost definitely not going to go into effect until 2022. So now we have a year where people are looking to uh, already get deals closed, or at least now are actively positioning themselves to get deals done before the end of the year. So in my experience, at least on the M&A side of things, 
things are, you know, it's going to be another robust, a robust year. And that combined with the fact that, of course, the, you know, economy is opening up, uh, you know, with um, us moving into a new phase uh, with COVID and the vaccines and things like that, um, you know, and the economy uh, overall improving and the stock market being strong and there's still being a huge amount of capital out there. There are a lot of factors uh, that are leading to deals going forward, including, by the way, very high valuations in some industries. I was just on with a client today talking about uh, the valuation multiples in the wealth management space. And um, so it's not only uh, the risk of capital gains going up, there are other market factors that are driving deals, especially M&A and, and venture capital and private equity uh, investments uh, that are independent of tax policy. But certainly there continues to be an awareness of the uh, potential increase uh, in capital gains rates and the um, potential benefit to do a deal today, especially as a seller, uh, if you are thinking about um, selling your company you know, within the near future. Now, listen, if you're five, five years you know, out, for example, from uh, doing a transaction, um, you know, you're not necessarily going to rush a deal to get it done today. It's just that if you were thinking about selling and, you know, maybe it would be in a year or two, you might make sure that it's this year. And that goes to something that uh, affects my view in general on the impact of tax rates on um, business decisions. Uh, they definitely have an effect, right? Whether it's, you know, uh, local taxes or, you know, federal income taxes or capital gains rates. But I, I, unlike other people, do not believe, especially in the, in the entrepreneurial community, which is where I spent a lot of time, right? In the smaller middle market, you know, let's say, you know, the, the million, two million, five million, 10 million, up to 50, 100, $150 million. I'm not talking about billion dollar plus companies, but, you know, in that range, let's say a couple hundred million and lower, uh, and certainly in the range of the, you know, few million up to 25, 30 million, 40 million, where we do a lot of stuff. Um, the primary driver of business decisions, in my mind, in my experience in dealing with people, is not tax policy, right? It's other business realities of a situation, whether it makes strategic sense, um, you know, to do some sort of deal. And listen, even, uh, you know, in the bigger scenarios, when you're looking at the, the strategic reasons to acquire a company or sell a company or merge, um, those factors are going to be there no matter what the tax rates are. Now, Will tax rates affect deal structure? Will it affect, um, you know, certain other aspects of the deal potentially? Will it affect uh, timing if people think that maybe rates will again change? Um, possibly, but I don't think tax policy for most operating businesses, right? Entrepreneurial operating businesses is the primary driver of business decisions. It has an impact, not primary driver. Let's take a break from the show for a minute so I can invite you to a new way to determine your deal readiness. I created a fast and easy assessment that will determine exactly how deal ready you are. Once you complete the assessment, I use your responses to identify the obstacles that are holding you back from being a deal-driven growth genius. It's as easy as heading to coreycupfer.com slash assessment. That's coreycupfer.com slash assessment and filling out a few multiple choice questions. I'll be checking in after the episode to see what your results are. Now back to the show. I want to make a distinction between, let's say, M&A deals, which we do a lot of, and like private equity investments. Now, some people argue that when capital gains rates go up, that there's a depression of, um, uh, of capital available and people wanting to invest because obviously the returns that they get on their investment, if they're taxed at a higher rate, are not as attractive. 
Well, you know, if you if you study this, there's some question on that. There's some mixed data. If you look uh, at some of the studies and looks at look at um, the comparison of historical capital gains rates and uh, historical investment and deal figures, they don't necessarily directly align. Um, and I'm not saying that's because it doesn't have an impact, right? I believe it has an impact. I'm just saying that there are many other factors that impact whether people make investments or do deals or buy companies, right? There are business cycle factors. There are industry-related factors. There are you know, listen, if you are getting to an age where you've built a business and you want to retire, you're going to want to, you're going to exit that business at some point if you have the opportunity to exit, monetize it, whether or not, cap, you know, whether capital gains rates are at 20 or 25 or 40 or 45 or whatever the percentage is. Um, so uh, the, there are a multitude of factors that go into business decisions on whether whether it's private equity uh, or venture capital or angel investors or friends and family make investments uh, and whether there are various types of M&A deals going on, taxes are one of those factors. But if you look at historical correlations, it's not the single factor that drives uh, the difference. So I'm not saying this to make a case that it's okay to raise capital gains rates. Um, you know, there's a logic in saying that will depress investment, even though the stats don't always, you know, follow it through. I think there are certain uh, people in times that it's going to have an effect. Obviously it's a factor. Um, so, you know, how does this affect you going forward? Well, listen, if you're in a position to certainly sell your company and you're thinking about doing it and you have a short-term horizon, yeah, it may, it may make sense to look at whether you want to accelerate that and do something this year. Um, I certainly have many, many clients that are, you know, seriously considering that um, because although it's very possible something may not happen, what we are clearly, you know, very aware of is that uh, rates aren't going to go, you know, they're either going to be the same or they're going to be higher in terms of capital gains over the next, you know, next year. Um, they're, they're certainly not going to be lower. Um, so, you know, you may want to consider that. I, as you may imagine, because of my view, that it is only one factor. I don't think anybody should be panicking, right? If you are planning on running a business for the foreseeable future for a long time, right? You know, you're not going to go run out and change your entire business strategy and suddenly sell because capital gains rates may be going up. Um, you're going to make, you know, uh, uh, strategic business decisions. So let's, you know, let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about investors, right? Those are the ones that are most logically adversely affected by capital gains rates, right? If we talk about mergers and acquisitions, there's so many other reasons why those kind of deals can happen, right? Why somebody might not want to grow through acquisition, might want to have a strategic partner expand, you know, geographically expand the certain capabilities and things like that. And if they need that to be competitive, or they need that to grow. And by the way, as you grow in most industries, as long as you maintain, prof uh, maintain profitability or increase it, your multiples go up as well. So, you know, despite the tax implications, the valuation uh, increases in most industries when you grow, have, have that be an incentive. So, um, you know, there's all these other reasons to continue to do uh, growth through M&A uh, and through other strategic deals, right? And there are strategic reasons to do it. It's much more, um, let's put it, there's more of a direct correlation, although it's not the only factor still when you're talking about investment capital, right? Because investment capital is not, you know, you're talking about, let's say a VC firm, private equity firm, whatever, their business is investing. They're not operating a, a, an ongoing business 
where there may be other strategic reasons to, you know, to, to do a deal. Their whole purpose is to deploy money, get a return on it, and maximize their net return on capital, right? Their net return on capital has to do with how much they put out there, the time it's been out, right? The amount they get back, and then the amount they end up keeping after taxes. So it is a much more direct benefit or um, impact uh, on what capital gains rates are on investors. However, even though it is, what does that mean, right? Are um, investors going to suddenly stop investing? No, because again, even in that scenario, there are a million other factors that are going to you know, come into play. If you think you can invest in a company at a key stage, right, whether you're an early stage investor or you're, you know, uh, you know, whatever stage you invest in, right, you're making an investment because at that stage, you believe that you are buying in at X and you're going to get three, five, 10, 20, 50, 100, whatever, you know, depending on the stage, depending on the type of investment you do, depending on how risky or safe it is. There's some multiple, some significant multiple. And when I say three, that's usually not the numbers that, you know, that, that investors are looking for, right? You know, they're looking for, you know, fives, tens, twenties, hundreds um, times their, their money. Well, listen, obviously, if that, if that is taxed at a federal capital gains rate that, you know, is twice what it is now or 80% higher or whatever, is that going to affect the net money? Sure it will. But is it is it still a bad you know is it a bad deal is is somebody not going to invest if they think they can ten times their money just because the capital gains rates are higher no not necessarily right um, there's still going to be investors out there there's still going to be people looking to um, deploy capital and get back multiples of that capital um, now obviously if they get back net less then you know there's less money to reinvest right because they have more in taxes. Um, when they're evaluating deals and they're looking at the returns they need to get, they can again take into account the higher tax impact of it, uh, and you know, will it, uh, could it impact some decisions on companies that might have been sort of on the edge on on sort of returns? And and well, now that you know, even if they get that return, the tax is higher. Maybe they don't make that investment. Yeah, on a micro level, sure. But there'll still be capital out there for other, you know for other factors, and the opportunity uh, of a market for investors to put fuel on the fire to you know um, take a company that's on the verge or hopefully has this upside to um, you know to grow significantly is still going to be the biggest factor uh, in the investment decision. So uh, you know, am I advocating uh, that it doesn't make a difference to raise capital gains rates? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think that the, um, you know, it's there's a knee-jerk logic that says that if you raise capital gains rates, you're going to suppress investment and adversely hurt, uh, um, impact the economy. And historical figures have not necessarily shown that to be true. Now, that may be in part because at times when capital gains rates were, ra uh, were raised, they also eventually then were brought down, right? So, you know, if there was an extended period of time where capital gains rates stayed up, you know, maybe you'd see a different result. Um, what I am um, more interested in, because listen, um, you know, if you want to get on one political side of this, whatever, lobby for it, you know, do your thing. But the point is, to some extent, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And when we're in business, we deal with the what is, uh, and we don't let it, you know, um, we, we try to minimize the way it adversely affects us, right? So, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are going to keep building companies. 
Uh, investors are going to keep investing. At, you know, and again, I'm not saying necessarily exactly at the same levels, um, but um, uh, so summary. In the short term, I think it's spurring deal growth um, or deal acceleration, at least. Uh, in the long term, we will see, first of all, we don't know whether it will get passed. Um, you know, right now, as, as everybody knows, the, the, the Senate's uh, equal and you have um, Democratic um, senators from uh, conservative you know, states like Joe Manchin and people like that, that, you know, may not support, uh, you know, a uh, uh, capital gains increase. Um, and then, you know, even if it happens, uh, I think for most operating business owners, uh, there are so many other factors, especially coming out of this pandemic, um, positive and negative, that they have to take into account um, that, you know, I think are going to impact deals. Uh, so I don't see if capital gains go up, you suddenly get this, you're going to get this, you know, you're going to go from a robust deal and investment market to suddenly everything dying. All right. I don't see that happening at all. I don't see, we, we don't have historical pre pre uh, um, precedent for that. And also, frankly, there's so much money out there to be deployed. What do you think these funds are going to do? I mean, if capital gains rates go up, they're suddenly going to turn back money to all the investors and close the funds. I don't think so. Now, will over time it may become a little more difficult for them to raise new funds? Will it affect people's decisions on whether they want to put money into it or keep it on the sidelines, um, especially if interest rates go up or other kind of returns go up, inflation starts happening? Those are all things that may further impact it, you know, it and when combined with the increase in capital gains rates could make a difference in the long term. Um, but I wouldn't panic. I guess that's really what I'm saying, you know. I wouldn't panic. If you are in a position to get a deal done this year because you were going to plan on doing it in time, it makes sense. That's the logical business decisions. Why not de-risk that, um, you know, that, that situation if you were a seller? Um, and, um, you know, because uh, again, like last year, it'd be crazy to close the deal, you know, in January 2022 when you get it done before the end of 2021 and, uh, and, and de-risk the potential increase in capital gains. Now, at some point this year, obviously, we may get a much, much clearer view on whether the capital gains rates are going to go up uh, and, uh, you know, and, and help you. But, but you know, listen, if you look at a sell your company, we're in uh, the end of, well, I'm recording this, uh, and actually, uh, this one's going to go up pretty quickly. So I think it's going to be the end of, uh, of um, uh, April that this one is going out. So, you know, we're a third into the year, right? Um, and deals take time, depending on what size it is and, you know, that kind of stuff, whether you, you know, or even what stage you're at, whether you even have a, a potential buyer, you got to first start packaging and the company for sale. Um, you know, deals can easily take uh, three, six, nine, 12 months or more. So with eight months to go in the year, you know, if you do really say, hey, no, I'm, I'm intent on, on selling, you should get moving. Um, but, uh, you know, if that's not the case, don't panic. Um, you know, be aware, obviously keep it in mind, but also look at all of the other factors that are going on in your industry that impact whether M&A deals are going to be available, what the valuations are going to be, uh, whether there's going to be capital still available and things like that. And you'll have to make your business decisions accordingly. Um, so those are my thoughts on capital gains. I would love, I know this could be a spirited topic. I know it's easy for people to sort of knee jerk, uh, make, you know, uh, just have opinions on it. Uh, I would love to hear your considered thoughts in the in the comments, either uh, you know um, on social media where we post this or on my YouTube channel. Um, and you know, this is one that I don't um, 
I have an opinion on like a lot of other people. I've done some research on it, um, but I am certainly open to other people's input uh, here, um, at, you know, mainly as it affects um, uh, business folks and, you know, in, in terms of deals. You can get, I mean, there's a whole se- a whole separate conversation on, um, you know, whether it is fair or not fair to uh, tax uh, capital gains differently than you tax ordinary income and whether that disproportionately benefits, uh, which it clearly does, you know, higher uh, wealthier people, uh, but whether that, you know, that, that the benefit to wealthier people actually ends up benefiting the economy overall. You can get into all those discussions and I know those could get heated, um, but, um, you know, those are for the political arguments and, you know, you want to write your congressperson and go, you know, be my guest. Uh, as business owners, however, we end up dealing with, if we can't lobby and try to affect the decision we want, and when the decision comes down, we end up dealing with it and we want to be in, when we're making the business decisions, we want to be in the reality of the impact, not our emotion or our um, political opinion about it, right? Um, because that may be overblown compared to uh, what would be logical business decisions that that should come out of um, you know the, the situation. And for me, the fact that it's complex, that there are so many other factors that go into whether markets, economies, deal flow, investment capital are uh, available, deployed, uh, plentiful, that kind of stuff, uh, that you should consider taxes as one of the factors, but don't forget to consider all of the other factors that impact uh, deals, uh, whether they're M&A investment or otherwise. So that's what I'm going to leave you with, folks. Capital gains and deal making. That was today's topic. Love your in, love your input on it. I know it's a hot topic right now, and we'll see whether it comes about. And we'll deal with it because that's what we do as business owners. All right, folks, have a great time. I will see you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Deal Quest, where we help you understand how deal-driven growth can be your ticket to freedom. I want to invite you to a unique way to tap into the wisdom and experience of the DealQuest community. Join the DealQuest Deal Den Zoom calls, a free monthly 90-minute mastermind. In the mastermind, we address all the challenges you may be facing and help support you with the opportunities that may arise in terms of deal-driven growth. You will get input not only from me, but all the members on the call will collaborate and serve each other in a mastermind format. To sign up for the free mastermind, Go to www.coreycupfer.com slash dealden. That's coreycupfer.com slash dealden. I'll see you there. I'm Corey Kupfer. Until next week, wishing you the freedom and financial prosperity that I know your deal quest will bring.